Good morning. It's Tuesday and it is April 3rd. And the quote of the day is from Benjamin Disraeli. And he was a British statesman. Uh, He was born December 21st, 1804. And he passed April 19th, 1881. And the quote is this. The secret of success is to be ready when your opportunity comes. Okay. That's your quote of the day. Have a good one. And here are your horoscopes from the New York Post and Sally Brompton for April 3rd. Aquarius, be as carefree as you please today. Don't let a single thing get to you. Others may say you are being irresponsible, and maybe you are, but everyone needs to let off steam once in a while. Or would you prefer to wait until you explode? Pisces, the longer you hold out for what it is you desire, the more likely it is you will get it. You can be incredibly stubborn when you put your mind to it, and no one will be able to break down your resolve or deflect you from your goals. Aries, the sun in your sign promises that everything will work out for the best, no matter how much short-term aggravation you have to put up with. If you feel like taking a risk or two, then do so. Chances are they will pay off in a big way. Taurus. Cosmic activity in the most sensitive area of your chart means you want to withdraw from the world and spend more time with your thoughts, and that's no bad thing. The more thinking you do now, the more success you will enjoy later on. Gemini. If you are not entirely sure that the course of action you are about to embark on is in your best interest, you must seek advice from friends and allies. They can guide you in the right direction. But first you have to ask. Then you have to act. Cancer. If you let those around you know what it is you desire today, there is every chance that they will give it to you. Your confidence may be lacking a bit at the moment. But you must not let that stop you from pursuing your dream. Leo. You will have plenty to say for yourself over the next 24 hours, and most likely not everyone will be happy about it. That does not matter in the slightest. Don't hesitate for even a moment to put your thoughts into words. Your opinions matter. Virgo, a project of some sort may be costly in the short term, but it will pay off handsomely in the long term. So get on with it. Investments of all sorts are under positive stars, So there is no need to be cautious, but of course, be sensible too. Libra, cosmic activity in your opposite sign will encourage you to take on your rivals at their own game. Make sure you act as if there is no doubt at all that you will win. Looking the part will take you at least halfway to success. Scorpio, keep doing what you are doing on the work front and don't listen to those who say you are on the wrong track. The truth is, they are jealous of your ability and don't really want to see you succeed. Hey, make sure you disappoint them. Sagittarius, if you are in any way creative or artistic, now is the time to advertise your talents to the wider world. The more assertive and dynamic you can be today, the more likely it is you will be rich and famous tomorrow or the day after. Capricorn. Try to be more open about your feelings over the next 24 hours. It won't be easy, not with Saturn in your sign, but 
According to the planets, you need to release some of that anger and frustration that has been building up in recent weeks. And these are your horoscopes for April 3rd. If you were born today on April 3rd, sociable, likable, and adventurous, you are an inspiration to others. You are versatile and multi-talented, but often restless, so it can be difficult to choose one life path and stick to it. You enjoy being the center of attention, and you can be very playful, witty, endearing, and imaginative, and often a great storyteller. You are always hungry for new experiences, which can be the reason that your life is quite eventful and interesting. Famous people born today include Marlon Brando, Wayne Newton, Doris Day, Alec Baldwin, Eddie Murphy. Happy birthday, Aries. Today in Rock, April 3rd, 1956. Elvis Presley makes the first of two appearances on the Milton Berle Show live from the flight deck of the USS Hancock. He earns 5000 for performing Heartbreak Hotel, Money Honey, and Blue Suede Shoes. It's estimated that one out of every four Americans sees the show. 1959. The BBC bans the coaster song Charlie Brown because of the word spitball. Two weeks later, they would change their decision and start to play the single, which rose to number six on the UK chart. In 1960, the Everly Brothers began their first ever UK tour in London, where they were supported by the Crickets. That same year, Elvis Presley enters a Nashville studio where he records, It's Now or Never, and Are You Lonesome Tonight? In 1961, a Pittsburgh quintet called the Marshalls took Blue Moon, a tune written in 1934 by Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart to the top of the Billboard chart. It was also a number one in the UK. Rogers hated the doo-wop arrangement so much that he took out advertisements in UK trade papers urging people not to buy it. In 1964, Bob Dylan made his first entry on the UK charts with The Times They Are a Changin', which would reach number nine. 1965, after having several mid-charting singles over the past five years, soul singer Solomon Burke finally has a Billboard R&B number one hit with Got to Get You Off My Mind. In 1969, the Doors' Jim Morrison turns himself in to the FBI in Los Angeles. He is charged with interstate flight to avoid prosecution on six charges of lewd behavior and public exposure at a concert in Miami on March 2nd, 1969. He is later released on $2,000 bail. In 1971, The Temptations hit the top of the Billboard Pop Chart for the third and final time with Just My Imagination, a number eight hit in the UK. They would place 11 more songs in the U.S. Top 40 during the next 20 years. In 1973, Capitol Records issued two Beatles' greatest hits packages, The Beatles, 1962 to 1966, and The Beatles, 1967 to 1970. Fans call them The Red Album and The Blue Album. In 1976, Johnny Taylor's Disco Lady climbed to number one on the Billboard Pop Chart. It would become the first disc to be given the newly introduced Platinum Award by the RIAA, 
In the UK, the song reached number 25. That same year, a song about the death of his pet dog called Shannon by newcomer Henry Gross entered the Billboard chart, and it would go on to be a number six hit. In 1988, the Traveling Wilburys record Handle With Care in Malibu, Florida. The quintet is comprised of Nelson, a.k.a. George Harrison, Lucky, a.k.a. Bob Dylan, Otis, a.k.a. Jeff Lynne, Charlie, a.k.a. Tom Petty, and Lefty, a.k.a. Roy Orbison. In 1989, 23 people were arrested after several thousand fans without tickets tried to crash a Grateful Dead concert at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. In 1993, Ray Charles became the first performer to have hits on Billboard's charts in five different decades when his version of Leon Russell's A Song for You entered the R&B singles chart. In 1998, Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris Michael Catherine Jackson, was born. In 2008, with her 18th chart-topping hit, Touch My Body, 38-year-old Mariah Carey passed Elvis Presley for the most number one songs on the Billboard singles chart, placing her second only to the Beatles. In 2015, Robert Burns Jr., Leonard Skinner's original drummer, was killed in a single car accident in Georgia at the age of 64. He played on the band's first two albums. In 2016, former Guess Who lead singer Burton Cummings was inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame as a solo artist during a ceremony at the 2016 Juno Awards in Calgary. The entire band had previously been enshrined in 1987. And this was your day in rock, April 3rd. So a child asks, can a kangaroo jump higher than the Empire State Building? And the teacher responds, of course, the Empire State Building can't jump. So today on Ultimate Guitar, there's an interesting article GNR manager slash playing with that pedophile Michael Jackson was the beginning of the end for GNR. Oh my goodness, what a headline. What the heck? So, you know, you just have to read more. Former Guns N' Roses manager Doug Goldstein talked about slash collaborating with Michael Jackson on 1991's Give In To Me, saying it was that song that marked the beginning of the end for the band. Chatting with Guns N' Roses Central, Goldstein pointed out that the collaboration took place shortly after Axl Rose emotionally opened up to Interview Magazine about his father sexually abusing him as a child. So he does that huge interview, he bears his deepest, darkest secret, and Slash comes to my room two months later and says, Hey, I'm going to play with Michael Jackson. What? No! So everybody in the industry knows that Eddie Van Halen got $1 million for Beat It. I said, at least let me negotiate the deal. No, it's already negotiated. What do you mean? You're not going to let me do my job? I said, look, I need to go to Axel with some ammunition to explain why you're going and hanging out with a pedophile. Sh- Slash said, 
It's already negotiated, so I said, at least give me some ammunition to go to Axel and tell him, but yeah, he's getting X amount of dollars. He said, he's giving me a big screen TV. Hang on, what? Yeah, he's going to give me one of those big 72-inch screen TVs. So that's what I go to Axel with? You're going to play with a pedophile after he just bore his soul for a big screen TV? Yeah. That was the beginning of the end right there. That sealed the fate of the band. Axel never again thought of Slash like his brother. And like I said earlier, the greatest thing I ever did was let Axel know what they thought of him because he loved those guys. They, He thought they understood how damaged his own life was. I don't know. This sounds like a lot of crap to me. How about you guys? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, like... This is a really weird article. I'm just sharing it with you. My, I'm a little skeptic, my, uh, my opinion here. But, you know, I do get that Axel had some really complicated family uh, dysfunction. Very, very deep-rooted. And I'm not sure that that's always good to let out to the world. Um... You know, you're not always healed from that. You may be talking about it, but you're not actually really healed from it. And so the repercussions of letting that go too early to such a wide amount of people also could have been, um, you know, a lot for him to deal with. And this whole thing with Michael Jackson, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and Slash... A TV? Couldn't you just have bought that yourself? I, I'm not sure about this story. Well, anyway, you guys have a great Tuesday, and I'll see you tomorrow.